We are godlings on this planet here because we all pre-planned it. Ghastly, ghostly shadows, damn it, now's our chance to superman it. Lift your voices, re-enchant it. Freedom's codes are all semantic. Though we're small and sometimes frantic, souls are whole and all gigantic. These may be our darkest hours, yet each of us has superpowers. The infinite is infinite, which means we can turn on the light. All life's a dream, and we're the dreamers. Though hate streaming through the schemers, we're all here as world redeemers, beaming peace. We're love supremers. So mages, sorceresses, sages, artists of all sorts and ages, share your gifts now. Be courageous. Daring actions are contagious. A diamond mind and heart of gold are gifts, the prophecies foretold for those uniting souls on earth by honoring each being's full worth. When we let go of againstness, we step into our immenseness, for the genesis of genius is the light we strike between us. When we share the gifts with which we're blessed to inspire higher consciousness, then we gain what we've been dreaming of, the gift of everlasting love, the bliss of everlasting love, the kiss of everlasting love. Welcome, beautiful beings, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast with your host, Harrison Ma. This podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. Now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Before we continue, this beautiful chat today, wonderful souls. I need to jump in here to share something really exciting. If you've been following these episodes or you've been following me on social media, you know that I am in the process of releasing my first book, Your Cosmic Love Antenna, Define, Embody, and Emit Your Unique Frequency of Love. And at the time of this episode release, pre-orders are now open. If you have been pulled to this show if you're looking to understand the what the how and the why of love if you're looking to apply some of the tools connected to your chakras in a child releasing religious trauma ancestral healing emotional release and so much more then this beautiful expression from my heart to yours is for you if you are looking to channel more of your unique gifts and the divine frequency that you are these pages will open all of this up. And if you're interested, all you need to do is go to cosmicloveantenna.com. That's cosmicloveantenna.com. And you can pre-order this book right now. If you pre-order, click on that link, put in your email. You're going to get access to some special gifts that I'm only offering to those who get in before I release it fully. 
these gifts are going to be some more channeled meditations, activations, and some other surprises from my heart to yours. So head over to cosmicloveantenna.com, pre-order this beautiful expression, and I can't wait to hear how it shifts your life. If you're listening to this after pre-order sales, that same link can be also used to go to the direct purchase link. Sending love, and I hope you enjoyed the rest of this episode today. Good morning, evening, afternoon, beautiful beings, divine souls. Thank you for joining us today for another episode of Your Cosmic Love Antenna, but you already knew that if you're tuning in. For all the divine souls and humans and people that are connecting today, welcome to another deep dive conversation into a lot of mystical themes and topics today and I have such an exciting guest to introduce to you here in a moment but before I get to that as always here on the show if you're listening to the the podcast or you're tuning in live on Facebook LinkedIn and YouTube a reminder that if you have any comments and questions today please leave them in the comment section I'm going to check in and tune in as we flow I'd also recommend you share this episode out far and wide because this powerful woman has is going to drop and share some knowledge for you today so please share it with someone that you think can get some value and a reminder that you can support this show and and help me expand the frequency that i tune into here by leaving your reviews over on apple and spotify what are we talking about today who do i have here in front of me today's conversation is with the divine laurel erica Laurel Erica is a linguistic evolutionary. She's an educational entertainer and the creator of word magic. Today, we're going to be talking about what is word magic, what is the language and the spells that we are casting through the words that we speak, what is a new neural vocabulary, (laughs) and what is divine creativity? How does this all connect? Laurel, welcome to the show. How are you feeling, my friend? Um, excited to be playing with you on the cosmic love antenna and for the reverberant communications we will share. And um, they're intentionally elevating impact, scintillating and elevating impact on listeners because we're talking about a power all of us possess and can access now more readily than ever before. Yeah. And I had the divine pleasure just before we started recording. I want to share this because I think all of the listeners tuning in can probably still feel the frequency of it. You shared a beautiful poem and prayer with me to start this chat and to me, it really highlights a lot of the themes we're going to be talking about today. And I want to I want to reflect back some quotes here to begin this conversation to you, Laurel, and I'd love to get your reflections on them because I think they highlight your work and they are going to set a foundation for some of the things we're going to be talking about today. And these quotes you actually shared with me in a lot of your one sheets and the information that you sent through to me. And the first quote here is from 
the beautiful Marianne Williamson. And Marianne Williamson states, love is what we are born with. Fear is what we learn. And we have plenty of opportunity to learn fear directly from the mental atmosphere generated by the English, English language. And the second one here is from Terence McKenna. And Terence McKenna states, the real secret of magic is that the world is made up of words and that if you know the words that the world is made up of, you can make of it whatever you wish. So I'll pass this magical baton back to you. What comes up around these quotes? Well, first of all, with the first one with Marianne Williamson, um, her quote ended with, fear is what we learn, period, end quote. My addition is that we have plenty of opportunity to learn fear directly from the English language. So through, uh, I have what I would refer to as double audition. When I hear a word, I hear the other words within it. And so the, what I was emphasizing in that statement about learning from the atmosphere generated by the English language is that the word atmosphere on my mind or in my mind registers as at most fear. And then we talk about our nervous system and the idea of having a calm nervous system is what we would call an oxymoron. And only an oxymoron would suggest that you can have a nervous system calm. So what or that you can calm a nervous system, their contradictions in terms. So I have found that speaking English is like walking on a minefield where you unconsciously detonate subliminal explosions with almost every word you speak. And so the solution to this is to get creative with language and to start upgrading it because it is software and English as the most spoken language on the planet is filled with thought viruses. Not uh, And we can become more attuned to them and we can become more creative for tuning them up. Mm. So, and yes, go right ahead. Uh, no, Laurel, I could already. I could listen to you speak all day on this topic, but I have to. I have to jump in here because already, and I just want to highlight for all the beautiful souls tuning in. What's coming up for me as you're speaking and really breaking down these different words, especially you know the at most fear. There is a and I would love to get your views on this. There is a necessity in life in general, but particularly in this topic today of creating word magic and speaking the words through us, there is a necessity to slow down. There's a necessity to, to add more space between the words that we are speaking. Because I've noticed 
when we add that space, and maybe we'll speak about this later in terms of the spiritual significance of this, but just in terms of catching these, these word viruses, these mind viruses, I feel that space is a remedy for that. What, what are your thoughts on this? Well, that brings up another quote for me, and I've heard it ascribed to various people, as many brilliant statements are. Um, I originally heard it ascribed to the pianist Arthur Rubinstein, and he said, I play the notes as well as anyone, but it's the space between the notes that's where I excel. So yes, that space, it's like the universe can rush in with something new to fill this space. And I'm glad you brought up the suggestion of creating more space between words, because I have been known to myself to run away with a conversation and too many words coming forth at once. So I honor that you would bring that up. And in the same way, meditation is to create space between the logjam of thoughts that happen when we are lost in the space of our egoic minds and remind ourselves then to drop into that space of the heart, mm-hmm. which when the mind is quiet, the heart expands and everything happens in divine order. Yeah. Laurel, I want to give you some love for, in general, I just want to give you love, but I want to give you love for something that you pointed out, that excitement of being, of running away with the words. And I want to highlight this here, not just for you, but for people tuning in. This is often what I experience when I am very mindful and I open my channel often on these podcast episodes, I often get excited, like you're saying, and and run away with the words. But I feel in that moment, and this is a practice that I implement, and I'd encourage people tuning in when they start adding this word magic that we're talking about today to their process, is understanding what is that excitement? Is Is it just excitement or is it something more? I would take it a step further and maybe I'll get your reflections on this. When we're in that excitement of that channeled flow and and we'll hear some of your beautiful writings and poetry today, but and that, that will highlight this, but when we're in that flow, there is something moving through us that is more than just the individual ego self. So yes. I think what helps me, Laurel, and I'd love, this is what I want to hear you speak to. What helps me is knowing that in that excitement, I'm actually connecting to a deeper state of consciousness. What what comes up around this? <clears throat> well, since we're quoting, <laughs> please, please. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert, famous for Eat, Pray, Love, and now other books, has a wonderful TED talk called Your Elusive Creative Genius. And it's about... I would call them divine ideas looking for a channel into this dimension. And when we get quiet mentally and open at the heart space, um, it's like 
here I am <laughs> and putting out an intention for what it is worth seeking to create, sometimes even just the impact mm. allows divine ideas to find us as an open channel. And they are scintillating. They, these words and ideas are effervescent. And it's very easy to feel that kind of carbonated delight in our hearts because something that was unknown to us a moment ago is now informing us as we speak and write or paint and create in other ways. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I'm already, already feeling it move through me. And I, I, Again, I want to underline, this is the antidote to a lot of those unconscious programs that we speak, right? I'll give an example. You beautifully highlighted some of my vocabulary that I've been unconsciously sort of been programmed in and just repeating and how I've been sort of moving through that is exactly what you're saying is not just creating space, but allowing the muse to support and opening and adding something new that's beyond the mind right beyond those i don't want to call them weeds but i want to call them you know illusions and separations that keep us within a certain box right yes yes laurel i want to shift here now to speaking <laughs> about your work more directly and I'm wondering if you can give a definition or your understanding of word magic. How do you define that to people that are new to your work? Gosh, I'm looking around. Oh, one second. Let me get something. Please, please. And as we wait, I just want to tune into all the beautiful comments coming through the Facebook chat. I see the Tiffany. Yes, happy it's resonating. Joanna, welcome. I see you, my friend. So I have two published books. Yep. Um, this is Word Magic, Wordplay That Puts a New Spin on the World. And on the first page, I have several. I don't like to use definitions because deafen sounds like it's deafening. And we have been so deafened to the other messages contained within words because we haven't been... Um, we haven't been culturally nudged to listen to words. We've been told to watch what we say, but not to listen. And a whole lot is communicated in the sound of words. So here is what Webster's Unabridged Dictionary says about word magic. Magic involving the use of words in a manner determined by a belief that the very act of uttering a word summons or directly affects the person or thing that the word refers to. <laughs> Another statement by Jane Caputi in Gossips, Gorgons, and Crones. She defines word magic as the ability to influence reality through talking or storytelling. Yes. Then again, there's Terence McKenna saying the real secret of magic is that the world is made of words. And that was the very one that you quoted. 
And then finally, one by um, Laurel Erica, who sometimes uh, assumes to be America's own Queen of English. <laughs> I love that title. Thank you. Operating under the assumption that words have power and that everything happens by chance. Mm. And I spelt it C-H-A-N-T-S. Mm. And we Beautiful. don't recognize that the repetition of words whose other levels of significance are unheard by us is, in a sense, a chant that deepens the impact that that configuration of symbols and sounds can have on our consciousness and on everyone who reads and hears them. Ooh, so a lot in there, Laurel, and I want to thank you for those definitions. What was moving through me as you were speaking is a limiting belief that I've held for a long time that I I can feel that many of the people tuning in probably also uh, either have, have it contained or have broken free from it, is the limiting belief that we are not creative, that we are not creative beings, that only certain people, that person over there that is making the artwork or dancing or creating the music, they're creative, but me in my corner of the universe, I'm not creative. And while we could go down many alleys of this illusion, the one I want to point out in reference to your descriptions and definitions of word magic is we're creating our reality all the time. It's just most of us are creating our reality that we don't want, right? We're unconsciously through your beautiful definition, creating a reality outside of us from our internal consciousness state through the words that we're speaking or the chants that we're expressing. What, um, what comes up for you around this limiting belief? Well, so much. So first, I want to share a wonderful word. I've never met anyone who knew it. People are familiar with omniscient, meaning all-knowing, omnipotent, all-powerful, and omnipresent, present everywhere, a description of the infinite. The one that also is a description of us is the one that I've never met anyone who's known. And it is omnificent, O-M-N-I-F-I-C-E-N-T, and it means possessing full creative power. Uh, and that uh, is within everyone. Yep. And I recently um, had a podcast conversation and then the uh, honor and opportunity to meet in person Alexis Brooks. I met her at an alien con conference, not something I personally would ordinarily attend, but she was leading a panel. And she showed me photographs of her paintings. And they were just the first ones she's done without any training. And they're so beautiful. And she said, I just let that same energy that flows through me in this area flows through me when I'm painting. And I grew up in a family of artists. However, they were also put down artists. And so trying to become visually expressive um, was not welcomed. 
And so everything got poured into words because no one was playing over there and certainly not playing with puns, which are generally considered the lowest form of humor. So you can't take them seriously. And if you are going to play with them, no, it's a very low form of humor. So I felt like a very low form of human. So this seemed like my perfect playground. And given that you confessed to your repetitious use of a phrase. Um, I confess to having been for many years um, an exponent of the power of words, but not an exemplar of using words consciously because I had many axes to grind and the best way I knew how to do them was through orally through my mouth. So I, I was frequently bringing down my own energy yeah. by the words I chose to use to describe how unhappy I was mm. and the indignity of the treatments I experienced growing up. Mm. So, And Laurel, I want to just to, again, give you some divine love here many of those shifts and i don't feel like you see this but i want to expand this out just for people tuning in we shift through different archetypes right we shift through different archetypes as we expand and grow and evolve and i hear many in you that have also been in me right the the victim the superhero the have to change the world have to heal everyone have to do all the things and it's interesting you know, archetypes aren't inherently bad, but they become a issue and a challenge when we've stayed in them for longer than their necessity, right? And which comes back to our original point at the start of this conversation of adding in more space and awareness, because it is in that awareness. And and I want to add this in here when you were when you were ch channeling and sharing those traits of 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 the words and the state of what we actually are i want to share this for new people tuning in i've done episodes on the unified field and i'm sure you're quite familiar with all of this but many of the traits of the unified field you know we that it is us right the unified field is we're an expression of it and you know there are many traits but some that come to mind you know it's unboundedness right it's infinite creativity it's infinite power and potential it's infinite you know integration and nurturing and these aren't things that we're given these are things that we innately are and i think our words and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this our words are the bus or the transportation for those characteristics into the external world for to help other people awaken what's what comes up around that Laura? Um, I am not clear on what you just said about so, the word being the transportation. So let me phrase it this way. When I, when I embody divine love in the words that I'm expressing, and we already highlighted that it is often the space in between the words that also has that same frequency, but let's just keep it to the words to keep it simple. If I insert within the word a frequency of 
abundance or creativity or potential. It's been my experience, and this is what I would love to hear you speak to, that when those words are received, if it is intentional in this way, it has the opportunity to seed in the person an opportunity to awaken those same characteristics. I completely agree. And one of my practices in the early hours is to I put on beautiful music in my heart, my hands over my heart, and I affirm the qualities of being that I desire to embody, like holy healing presence, unconditional, unfathomable love everlasting, divine, supernal joy, beauty, and wisdom, irreversible metamorphosis into higher consciousness, infinite divine love intelligence, and whatever else delights my heart in the moment. And I really go into the felt sense of being who and what I am and what I embody, emanate and radiate. And this is my private practice that I'm sharing. And I share it to say that people experience that energetically, regardless of what I'm saying. And I know this because they reflect it back to me. They use the very words. And I know that the more I am in the sweetness of my own heart, the more pleasure I'm experiencing. And the more I can multiply that pleasure by sharing it out in the world, the more that exquisite scintillating sensation um, ripples and awakens that desire also to play on these frequencies by others. I love it. So beautiful. So beautiful. It's funny. It, what we were just describing, what you just expanded on, we saw an example. So I, I, I had to restate the question to you. I tuned into my heart, added frequency to the words. And then what happened? You bursted free with all of those beautiful uh, expansion of what I was asking. Uh, it's We just saw an, a live example of what we were just both talking about. Laurel, I I want to give you a bit of space here now. I have another question I want to jump to, but before we get to that, I want to, I want to see, because that heart is open. I would love to, if you're feeling called, for all the people tuning in, we've spoken about your word magic and these teachings, and you do a lot of writing in poetry form. I'm wondering if there's something that you wish to share with us to highlight some of this beautiful magic that you create. Well, let me, I, I, in recent years, have been writing in prose, and rhyme is always part of my speaking and writing, but I'm not writing specifically in verse. The last poem I wrote, I think it's the last, was back in response to 
a podcaster, a Christian mystic hip hop artist, podcaster named Truth Seeker, who asked for a minute of my verse to insert in his song on the throat chakra, because he Ooh. did a whole album on the chakras. Perfect. So that's when I was inspired to write Speaking Beauty. And I consider it an anthem for our era and a pleasure to share with you all right now. Can't wait to receive. <laughs> Thank you. We are godlings on this planet here because we all pre-planned it. Ghastly, ghostly shadows, damn it, now's our chance to superman it. Lift your voices, re-enchant it. Freedom's codes are all semantic. Though we're small and sometimes frantic, souls are whole and all gigantic. These may be our darkest hours, yet each of us has superpowers. The infinite is infinite, which means we can turn on the light. All life's a dream, and we're the dreamers. Though hate streaming through the schemers, we're all here as world redeemers, beaming peace. We're love supremers. So mages, sorceresses, sages, artists of all sorts and ages, share your gifts now. Be courageous. Daring actions are contagious. A diamond mind and heart of gold are gifts, the prophecies foretold for those uniting souls on earth by honoring each being's full worth. When we let go of againstness, we step into our immenseness, for the genesis of genius is the light we strike between us when we share the gifts with which we're blessed to inspire higher consciousness. Then we gain what we've been dreaming of, the gift of everlasting love, the bliss of everlasting love, the kiss of everlasting love. Mm -hmm. So many little nuggets of deep, deep inspiration. And I, I just want to share a practice with everyone listening that I do and I'm going to do after this podcast as I check take that little sound bite out of this conversation is i really enjoy going into contemplation and meditation and picking a certain phrase and and word that opens my heart for the day and there were so many in there that we can all meditate on right i, I want to pull out just one the sort of shift into higher consciousness when we start to express our our gifts and our passions and our purpose I was speaking to a, a client yesterday about this, and I think this is an illusion that, again, we all get stuck in, myself, myself included. When we move through something challenging, let's use an example of, you know, our limiting belief that we create around the words that we speak. 
it's very hard for us to it's very hard for us to fix the thing within the same frequency that it's created in. So if I'm feeling dense and angry and shameful and guilty, it's very hard for me to fix that same guilt, shame within that same frequency. But if I can invite in, in that moment of feeling dense, invite in some of my light aspects, invite in some of my gifts that I already have, that raising of that frequency doesn't just allow me to expand. It also allows me to now look at that same density and create space for it to move. And I think, yeah, that's just one of the lessons that just came up from that small little sentence in what you're saying. How does how does it feel to share, Laurel, when you express those those creative words? Well, it's it lifts my spirits. It delights me. I don't really know how that poem came to be so quickly as it did. Um, and what you just shared in terms of the fact that we can go to different octaves at different times. I recently began experiencing internal family systems therapy. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's wonderful. And the gentleman with whom I am delighted to be working, Dr. Douglas Gosney, reminds me that our natural, authentic self-state is that open-heartedness, that capacity to be spontaneous in the moment instead of lost in space, in, in rattled thinking. And there's so much to rattle the thinking. So it's just a part that got separated out to come to our defense yes. in a moment of abuse and then got frozen in time. Yes. And yes. when we turn around and connect with that part, maybe dialogue with it, find out when it first came into being in this form, let it know that we no longer are the child we were when it rushed to our defense yes. so it can let go, then we're back to that expansive space through which spirit can move through us effortlessly. It's it is it is Laurel, you don't know this about me, but what you just described is the core of my work in this world. In fact, synchronicity is continuing here today. The last episode of this podcast before this one was on internal family systems. So I'd 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 encourage people, <laughs> I'd encourage people. I released it a couple of days ago, actually, so people can tune in at the time of this live recording. But it's it's profound, right? We are we are not one thing. Our core essence, that soul, is one thing. But these fragments, these this family of aspects that are inside of us, waiting to be loved, to be seen, to be acknowledged, to be it's it's profound work. Well, it is, and I am someone. Um, well. Well, I've spent my life in therapy, having had a very shattering um, experience within the family. I came from the generation that threw itself on the barbed wire fence so successive generations could get through the brainwash more readily. And 
during all of the many years of psychic agony that I carried with me, I did two things. I played with words to delight my heart. And my significant other was always my therapist. Mm. But the modalities at the time were not what they are today. So many hours and thousands upon thousands of dollars were spent to mitigate the suffering to the degree that they were capable of it, but not to eliminate it. And I am finding with IFS that it's like a wonderful liberation of patterns that kept me enslaved to very negative conditioning. Yeah. I'm so happy that it's helping you in this way. And I'm going to have you looked into Laurel and this is for everyone listening. And I want to welcome some new people. Ali, I see you there in the chat and Tiffany, thank you for the love. Um, Laurel, have you looked into family constellations? Do you know what that is? Years ago, I had an experience or two with it. It did not, uh, maybe not enough to gain the real benefits that it offers. So it'd be interesting as you continue this uh, internal family systems journey, once that expands more for you in all the beautiful ways that you've described. And again, I share this for everyone tuning in. Remember, our consciousness state is always going deeper and we're always changing. So it'd be interesting to see what happens if you ever go back to family constellations with your new understanding of family systems. I've just, I've personally found that they, they work very synergistically together. Well, I'm sure that they do. Um, I also keep in mind what I read in a couple of books by, I think it's Michael J. Newton, um, pre-life planning, Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls. Um, one of his students is Linda Backman, whose work I haven't experienced, but there are many he has taught. Um, I also read Robert Schwartz, one of his books on um, understanding the life you planned before you were born. The last between so, lives. Yes, uh-huh, pre-life planning. So... Um, my life was perfectly geared to creating what I'm here to create. And it was very expensive (laughs) to my human self. But if I had it to live over again, the gift I give myself through the ongoing creation and expression of my word magic work is so scintillating and so delightful. And I think we choose our burdens because we are looking to cultivate capacities that require a human form and may have previously eluded us. And I know those who are listening And of course, you and I, Harrison, knew from whence we came that we are such beauty and such light that we could risk tunneling our way into the darkness of what I call backward land, knowing that we risked forgetting our origin and purpose, but 
that our intention and our light would ultimately prevail so we could deliver the gifts that we are here to share and also the message that even if you have been run over by a Mack truck, if you can still stand today, you can heal. Mm -hmm. And as a result of the pain you endured, you will have the power to bring forth love through your creative expression in ways that truly can elevate consciousness and accelerate awakenings globally. We could we could just end the chat right there. Laurel, that's it. <laughs> so divinely said. And yeah, I love it. I, I I would encourage people tuning in, you know, Michael, Michael Newton's work and the life between lives and everything that you just divinely described in your own experience. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in people I've supported. It's not, you know, I speak to all the beautiful left brain listeners out there that, uh, you know, sometimes stuck within materialistic systems that I often myself get stuck in. It's work like this that you're describing that can expand us out of those, I'll say it, illusions in many ways, because there is this greater reality. It's really there. But Laurel, I want to I want to take a step back here a little bit because I before our time wraps up here today, I do want to hear you speak a little bit about more of these spells, these these words that we are unconsciously living by that most of us are not catching. And I'm going to give some examples, and some of them we've spoken about already, but I'm going to refresh them here. And I would encourage people to tune in, that are tuning in, as I have done, notice where you're habitually saying, <laughs> saying these words and what reality are you creating? Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna speak. I have five examples here, Laurel, and I want you to speak to them. See what comes up for you. So, <clears throat> the first one is atmosphere. We've already spoken about that, right? Atmosphere. We have the week end, the week that's ending. You know the the self the self deprivating uh, labels that we add to ourselves, like I'm so stupid. You know all those sort of things. The days days of the week and this is my favorite one lively livelihood livelihood so i'm wondering if you could speak to you know whatever one resonates deepest in this moment what is the well, impact of them all of those come from the video i recorded and posted in 2010 i've described them as our premier life sentence. So if people go to my YouTube channel, they will find the secret spells of the English language. And I call that our premier life sentence. And actually it's not. <laughs> the one that we are sentenced to in infancy, and if you can hear the connection between infancy and infantry, you understand probably why there is this compulsion among some to insist that every fertilized egg must be brought to full term <laughs> to populate the infantry with 
beautiful beings. Mm-hmm. So uh, earlier, well, let's see, where shall I start? Um, a new child is called the new arrival and is often looked upon as arrival for the mother's affections. Mm-hmm. The child constantly hears time to change the baby instead of time to change the baby's diapers. Mm. So without that final word in there, it's subliminally programming the young being that they need to change. Mm. Then children go to school like fishes with identical identities, they are given lessons, which lessens their time to explore the world outside their door. They are taught in school. Taught is a word that means tense and is a cause for nearsightedness. They may resist the idea of becoming adults which is an idiot. And what is the other? A grown up, which sounds like misery incorporated. And they travel through a period aptly named adolescence when their essence gets so confused with the infusion of hormones, and the confusion from conditioning, and a school system devised by people who are bored of education and don't mind saying so, Hmm. instead of a program that honors who is this divine being who has just come into our midst. And Let's watch to see where this being gravitates, because then we can provide more of what really scintillates their interests and allow that to flourish. Because from what I understand, at the age of two or three years old, the the window to cosmic consciousness opens. And if we are attentive to it, as parents, we can support it in such a way that it stays open throughout their lives. So you don't have people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s and onward, not knowing what they're here for. Yeah. And we're surprised. We we get to that point and we're surprised with all that. Yes. I don't know why I'm here. So I had a dream years ago where I was listening to a very advanced linguist speak about the fact that when we evolve the English language to a higher frequency so that it can convey higher frequencies of consciousness in our communications and inspire greater frequency of kindness in our interactions, then the new ones coming on board will not have to forget who they are or yes. what they came here to do. Oh. So I just want to just get, share some divine love here, Laurel. And there's some beautiful comments coming through in the chat. Tiffany says, wow, Laurel, this is so incredible. I'm thrilled and excited to share this with others. And mm-hmm. it just, 
as I was listening to you, and I've I've heard you break down some of those words before, but some of those were new to me. And I, and I share this for people tuning in. This is what we can learn to do to start break free, breaking free from these spells, is. We, we not just adding space, we've talked about that earlier, not just adding space between the words that we're speaking, but also allowing ourselves to feel what it feels like to speak the word, right? As you were describing all those different spells within those different words that we habitually repeat, as you were illuminating them, I was having a physical response, right? The, the, I often share this with people that I tune into and work with, while we are not our emotions or our thoughts, in many times, in many ways, our spirit speaks through our body, through feelings and emotions. And while this is vital in many ways, we can remember that this can be a guidance system to help us adjust, to help us shift and change. I'm wondering, what are your thoughts of this, Laurel? Just in terms of the context of someone that's just heard what you just said and wants to start catching these spells, what is the role of sort of feeling around them? Yes, I think that's so true. We are the sounding board for our own languaging. And Greg Braden and Dr. Bruce Lipton both talk about the fact that we can up-level or down-level our our DNA, our immune system with a single word. So becoming aware of how something I just said makes me feel gives me cues as to what to excise from my vocabulary or limit my expression of. And there is research being done, I understand, in Russia that pairs linguists with geneticists and the discovery that the so-called junk DNA has the same kind of potential. Uh, beg your pardon? Potential. Well, definitely the potential, but it's like a linguistic system. Mm. And DNA can be changed through the use of words. So when we think about the fact that we are living in a life stream and life stream and lives, live stream and uh, life stream, they're all the same. We are, we are streaming our own dreaming individually and collectively. And I was just sharing with someone recently that my own belief that the reason people would lose their heads for holding other beliefs is because there was the desire by the powers of B to laser human consciousness behind a particular dogma. Yes. And one of the wonderful things about dogma is that it's, I look upon it as the ultimate backward. I looked down at once and I thought, wow, dogma, what a weird word. It's like, well, it means bitch, the mother of a dog, and it is a bitch. And when you turn it around, recognizing that this is backward land, we're living in this dream space, you see that it says, am God. 
So that's the truth of us. And when you know that you are the infinite and finite form, inheritor of infinite love intelligence and uh, an interpreter of it, an expressor of it, the power of creation, then you become more, more careful and you look for what generates more beautiful feelings yeah. as you speak and write. Yeah. In many ways, what you described, that the allness sort of channeling through us circles back to what we spoke about at the start of this live, right? It's <clears throat> many, many things we've discussed today, creating space, right? Noticing how you're feeling on this show. And Laurel, you don't know this, but people who've tuned in episode to episode, I've, I've often spoken about how in my journey, I'm currently in the process of opening my channel more and bringing in more, more frequencies and energies and connecting, not just to outside entities and spirits and angels, all the things, but more, most importantly, deeper parts of myself, deeper parts of my allness, my godliness, my divinity. And it's been just so nice to today to reflect from you in your divine mirror. You know, the outlet, one of the outlets for this channel is these divine conversations and these mindful word plays that we have. And speaking of mindful word plays, there is one more connection I would love for you to expand into and explain is the, the paradigm or the connection between the word earth and heart. And yeah, yeah please what comes up around this? Well, I just want to back up for a moment because you mentioned we discussed this or that and disgust is disgusting. So, I mean, that is, what can I say? So th this is so much language that speaks for itself, that has an undercurrent, a reverberant undercurrent that must uh, impact our sensation of the word. Mm -hmm. So, earth and heart, there are many words that I remember where I was when I recognized it. And the earth-heart connection I recognized probably in the early 80s, sitting on a couch um, in the office of an acupressure and energy balancing teacher, Barbara Rappaport, who I studied with in the 80s. And I, I had the epiphany, and I define epiphany as a sudden recognition of the obvious. I saw the earth-heart connection, and there are so, there's so much one can infer in that. And I've asked children, what do you see? What do you think is the significance in the earth-heart connection? And one little seven-year-old boy said, well, maybe it means that the earth is the heart of the galaxy. And another child said, well, the earth is the heart of our lives. And 
this is one of the reasons why I say that the kind of word magic that I share, which is self-awakening wordplay that enables people to awaken in a way that they become automatically smarter, wiser, wittier, more literate, and kind. Word magic has the power to turn youngsters into punsters and punsters into pundits. In the ancient Indian sense of a pandit or a very wise being, we are all very wise being, but you sort of have to leave your wisdom at the door when you enter backward land, which is where most of us have spent so much of our lives. So this is what I draw from the earth-heart connection, that the purpose of life is not about getting ahead of everyone else in the human race, but getting a heart full of love for all creation. And the first and foremost antidote to the global warming of the earth would have to be a global warming of the heart. So we are moved to share our resources. And I quite like the word eudaimonics, which sounds so marvelously demonic, but what it means is the happiness that comes from doing the right thing. And service is serve us. What we do, we do unto ourselves what we do unto others. And when we share kindness with perfect and imperfect strangers, the gift we give to our own heart is exquisite. And I even had to invent a word to describe that level of high frequency pleasure. And it is metatranscensuous supersexual parahedonism. <laughs> and its tagline is accept nothing less. The honey pot is in loving kindness, and it doesn't take any money, but to be in that state of gratefulness of heart allows spirit to rush in and prosper us on all levels. It's beautiful. It's divine, Laurel. I, I want to share with you my reflections on the earth heart, but I, I, I do want to honor that the serve us, that shift just now that you've shared with me, that that understanding and that feeling has always been there. But now in that, with that word, I'm definitely going to feel that more now when I, when I express that word, it's, it's going to embody that frequency of, because in many ways, Laurel, and we've spoken about this in many, many times today throughout this journey that we've been on, you know, all love is self-love. Right. When I love on you, I'm loving on the pieces of you that I that I appreciate in me, or I'm loving on the pieces in you that I wish to expand into. Right. So in, in many ways. But I, I want to I would love to share with you, Laurel, my reflection on the earth heart. And I want to see how this because it's very similar to what you're saying, but just another sort of way of expressing it. <clears throat> and I'll start by saying I teach a lot about chakra system and you shared a beautiful poem today around the throat chakra and within yeah and within the the main system that, that people are familiar with 
there's seven main centers, right? There's more than that, but people are familiar with the seven main ones. However, I've recently come into connection with a with an additional chakra, and it is called the Earth Heart Chakra. It is a chakra that is in the heart of Mother Earth, and it is related to us. It is it is us. We can connect to this Earth Chakra just like we can connect to our heart chakra, our throat chakra, our third eye, and just that alone is significant, right? But let me take it a bit further. To me, what this symbolizes, and this connects back to this connection of what you've been explaining, is we aren't here on the earth for no reason. We aren't here just to live our beautiful journeys and expand like you've described today, but we're also here with her. We're here on her journey in many ways in a soul contract, a soul family with her to not just serve her like you talked about, but to be in this perfect cosmic dance and always be mindful that that connection is there. What, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings on this? Well, I'm delighted to know about a chakra, a heart chakra in the earth and would eager to hear you say more about it. Yeah. I I'll share a practice with you yes, and, I'll, and I'll, and this is for everyone tuning in. This is something I do daily, right? This is a daily practice for me. And it's part of my chakra cleanse that I do, that I, I sweep through all of my centers. But I always end with connecting to this earth heart. And to me, what it looks like is I envision, I think, you know, scientific views and movies you see like the core of the earth, right? I start with that image, but I expand into it as, a, as an opening of light. Right, as an opening of light in the earth, of, of the core of Mother Earth, and then allowing, and this is the key here, allowing myself as the seemingly individual to be held in the love and light of the Mother Earth or the Earth Heart. And if I have anything on my heart, if I have any pain, illusions, limiting beliefs, things that I'm working on, I can cleanse, I can release, I can ask her permission, and then let go into the earth heart. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome, Laurel. And I, and I hope it um, helps people tuning in. Anything you wanted to share? Well, seeing if I can remember it, I've been working. I was working for a while with an animator in Indonesia, and we produced a lot of new YouTubes. And there's one... Um, I haven't completed it's because I need to record my voice. I want to, um, years ago, I was writing a poem on love's letters. And so I was looking at what I see in the letter L O V and E. Mm. And people who subscribe to my website, wordmagicglobal.com, um, receive as a thank you my free book of E, a book of alphabet alchemy. So I don't know what I did with that poem in process. It's somehow gone, but I do have the final stanza, and that's Please. what this little short animation is. And I'll, I'll see if I have it fully memorized. When the earth can find a place within our hearts, 
with room left over for the moon, the sun, all planets and the stars, then our globe will float like a whole note in the universe, a glowing golden orb in orbit round the sun, a heart of gold on which all hearts are one. So that's that little mm, one. Beautiful. And of course, one is O-N-E and W-O-N and one W-O-N, if you turn it around, is N-O-W now. And uh, if you scramble it, it becomes own. And we can own our own contribution to um, the beauty and love and light that is the true nature of our being. And I want to just share a Teilhard de Chardin, the French Jesuit priest, paleontologist, philosopher, author, in his book, The Phenomenon of Man, that I looked through when I was 20, I read that if there was no inclination toward union on the cellular level, then love could not appear in harmonized form. So we're all held together. Everything in this cosmic life stream is held together with love. So the word I coined for that is glucose. It's the sweetness that comes from loving kindness with each other. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> it, it highlights it highlights the necessity for the separation as well. It highlights the necessity, and, and what I mean by that is God cannot experience itself or love cannot experience itself unless there is first separation to begin with, right? In many ways, one of our mutual friends, Mr. Paul Cech, he describes it as it's love loving itself, right? It's love coming to know itself. Right? And that for me, what that helps me to see is the separation has its purpose, right? We don't need to stay in that separation. We want to come into that beautiful glucose, but it helps me release any guilt, shame, and judgment on myself for past separation, right? Past moments. Laurel, we're coming to the end of our beautiful dance here today. And I just, I want to thank you for this, this conversation and this word magic play today. I want to give you the space here now for all the people that are tuning in either live or listening to the podcast, if they would like to find out more information, I know you have, I'm going to put all your links in the show notes as always for people tuning in, but where would you like to direct people in this moment if they want to go deeper into your divine magic? Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so my website is wordmagicglobal.com. The tagline is wordplay that unravels mass hypnosis and elevates the frequency of consciousness. 
As I previously mentioned, if you are willing to leave your email, and I promise you will not be bombarded, um, you will receive my free ebook, The Book of E. Um, I have uh, on the events page that you'll find if you scroll down on the home page, I lead creative rights circles, um, sacred circles every month, three different times of the uh, of the week and uh four sessions each it is extraordinary the con synchronistic convergence of people that form each circle because each carries a puzzle of the others unfoldment and the support people receive th through everybody's perspective allows creative unflourish, uh, unfoldment and flourishment. Um, I will be soon putting together an online program of word magic, word play that supports our collective ascension by making light of the English language. So if you are a subscriber, you'll hear of all of these things. I am on Instagram. I believe it's at Word Magic Global, but otherwise it's Laurel Erica. I have a YouTube channel. I also have a Patreon page and people can see my poem on the letter S, Esoterica by Laurel Erica, the definitive exegesis on the letter S in verse, which is a really fun piece and um, and others. So lots Love of it. ways to jump in and play with Beautiful. me. And again, just reiterating, I'll put all these details as much as I can in the show notes. So if you're listening to the podcast, click your details on the show player and you should be able to click those links and go straight to Laurel's Divine Magic. And Laurel, I just want to, there's a lot of love coming through in the chat before we finish. Tiffany says, thank you. Rose says, thank you. Lisa has enjoyed the conversation. So Laurel, from my heart, thank you for illuminating my word magic today. Thank you for sharing your divine gifts with me and all of us. And for everyone tuning in out there in the podcast world, we send you so much light. We send you so much love. If this hit your heart today, please share this far and wide. But regardless, until next time here on the show, we love you very much. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify Star Feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, Please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. 
I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid.